Petrangelo and Eichel play catch out high. Right wing shot, save, rebound, score! Stevenson, power play goals in consecutive games. Because one hour isn't enough, we welcome you back for hour number two of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Pass goes to Marcia Silk, behind and for Eichel. The left sidewall, up top Petrangelo, to the right, Theodore shoots, he scores! 41 seconds to go. Theodore scores his second of the period. From the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com with your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. I've lost them. The room's gone. Hour number one of the VGK Insider Show uh, focused uh, a little bit on tomorrow's announcement of the reverse retro jerseys and what's in store for the Vegas Golden Knights and the Vegas Golden Knight fans. And then we went down that rabbit hole of uh, past reverse retro offerings. Mm -hmm. And now we're looking at uh, what could be the possibility for all the different teams. And everybody's scattered. You guys have just, you're stopped listening, basically focusing on the show totally. Well, Chapman feels right at home now. He's got friends with him. We're scattered? Uh, no, I'm trying to get you guys back on track. Okay, so the Vegas Golden is. Knights drop their first game of the year yesterday yeah. to the Calgary Flames. They did. They cannot uh, repeat what happened with a 4-0 start in 2020, but they lose by one goal. So of these four games, two have been victories by a goal, One's been lopsided in Vegas's favor, and then you lose by a goal. Mm -hmm. Satisfied? You happy? Ecstatic? Where I mean, are you? I'm happy with a three and one start for sure. I'm, I'm happy with six out of a possible eight points. I'm, I'm happy that you had an opportunity to get some points out of that Calgary game, a, a team in in which I believe is. Uh, one of the best teams in the Pacific Division. Uh, I'm I'm happy with the goaltending. I'm happy with elements of the Golden Knights game. So, yeah, I'm I'm happy with a three and one start to the year. We have our game ratings to offer up. Chapman, welcome to my latest experiment. This is a big one, the one I've been waiting for all my life. Ah, uh, well, it's a DeLorean, right? Bear with what me, Marty. All your questions will be answered. Roll yeah. tape. Okay, I will proceed. Ah, uh, got. Uh, is that a D-ball? Never mind that now. Never mind that right. now. Not now. Not now. Movie there for a second. I should. I should just bust out the whole movie one day. I think you just did. No, it was 13 seconds of the movie. The ratings this year, based on past cars, AMC Pacer, the old Gremlin, is a one out of five. That's the worst. Then you go Station Wagon, rocking it. I'm going to give it a Station Wagon once this year just because I want to go ride in, in a Station Wagon. Even though it's a two, okay. I just. There's parts of the station wagon that I did I, love. I think there will probably be two out of five games at some point. A Hummer, a Trans Am is four out of five, and then the DeLorean, aforementioned DeLorean. Well, what uh, say you, Chapman, for last night? I'm going to go Hummer, three out of five. Um, I was leaning towards the station wagon. A lot of penalties. He doesn't and, explain why he well, gives a rating. I'm, I'm going to get to it. He starts defending himself. I'm going to explain it. He doesn't so explain, he defends. You, you, you mentioned in the first segment that... At the end of the day, there were there were only Vegas had six penalties. Calgary had four. Yeah. The big difference is Calgary scored on two of those six. Vegas did not score on any of their four. I think that's a big difference to me. Another game recap. I thought Logan Thompson was really good. I mean, he 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 was the best player on the team. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, he's part of the team. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm going to give it a hammer. So a three out of five. Three out of five. <sighs> 
How do I how do I follow that up? Um, it's very difficult. Yeah, I'm gonna go Hummer, and only because of Logan Thompson's performance. If if Logan Thompson had an average game, it's a station wagon all day long. Well, they get blown out if Logan Thompson right. has an average game. Right. So you're weighing a personal performance. Yeah, it was that good. Above it the was team that performance. Good. He's yeah. part of the team. Mm-hmm. It was that good. Yeah, it was, that, was good. that good. Forty uh, shots, a lot of them on the power play. He played really well. I'm rolling with the wagon. Are you? you? Got it out of the way early. Huh? I'm, I'm going. I'm going wagon. But this 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 is a deserved wagon. I don't disagree. So, so the next one won't be a deserved well, wagon. I'm 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 going to go back to the wagon just because Pessimism I want road right here <laughs> I, with Darren Millar. I like the this wagon. Is a new leaf. Do you guys ever have a power window in the wagon? No, no that back I've window. Never had like a it was wagon. awesome. Oh, yeah, you guys are way too young to, to have we, the big we wagons. We had one of those country squires. But uh, I'm going wagon just. Uh, what I saw in the first period, I thought well, they'll turn it around in the second. Both coaches, I would assume, would have given their teams speeches in between the first and the second, even though Vegas was up by a pair. Then you you couldn't stop the momentum slide in the second. No. And a couple of penalties. By the way, the refereeing last night was good. It wasn't like Vegas didn't deserve some of these penalties. I agree. So that that let's take that, Don't uh, tell that out of the Twitter, equation. Though. I, I oh boy, Twitter and I had stopped talking a while ago. <laughs> but they they lost control of the game and they couldn't wrestle it back. Right, and I thought they would be able to do that uh, with more control. And then the third period, it was there, and they couldn't capitalize on it. The game was never out of reach for them, and it never felt like they were in control of the game. Well, I, they they weren't in control of the game. They, they were in control of the game insofar as they had a lead going into the second period, but it felt Calgary was inevitable. And they were fortunate to have the lead. They though. were, yeah. 100%. And, and they, didn't, they didn't reset the way you'd like them to in the third period. Like, as, as much as, you know, you look at where the Golden Knights were at and you talk about the fact that they could have, they could have had a point, it was there on the table for them. It, it, it was a disappointing third period in my book, based on what your goaltender did for you over the first two periods? Well, I think there, there, there's a silver lining here in that they did not play their best game. I don't think there really was a moment where I felt, even when they were up 2 nothing, that they were the better team. But they still had an opportunity yeah, to get a point. No, there's something to be taken from that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think they that's a They had an opportunity, despite not being great. And you can certainly look back at the game in L.A., the game against Chicago, where Thompson was so good in the first period, uh, the third period in Seattle, and then last night in the second, where they've been prone to some of these lulls mm-hmm. in in games, and in, in almost virtually every game sure. where it's occurred. So trying to get back to that, and Bruce talked about it before yesterday, this game, that we haven't played a complete game as of yet. We would like to get close to that. That's still a work in progress. But being on your heels and still having the opportunity to pull out a point is something positive that you can take from Logan Thompson and his performance. And I want to mention Aiden Hill in this as well. Uh, Their efforts so far at three and one have been spectacular. And that as that part of it gives me the most confidence going into the Colorados and the Winnipegs and the Torontos. Yeah, you're going to need them to continue to be good, right? And, I'm not sure they can be that good every I, night, I didn't though, right? say that good. I said you're going to need them to continue mm-hmm. to be good, and you're going to need the team 
game to, to come around to, to a 60-minute effort. Like, you're going to need to have those moments within a game where you can wrestle momentum back. And, and you know, I thought the Golden Knights did a good job of doing that against L.A. I certainly think that, that you wanted to see them wrestle the momentum back a little bit more from Chicago in that first period. It didn't happen, but from the second period on, they were fine. Uh, they were never really out of control in the Seattle game, save for the third period where they let their foot off the gas. Uh, that was kind of the first time where the Golden Knights weren't able to make those adjustments to get themselves back on track. You're hopeful that they'll learn from it going into the game against Winnipeg tomorrow. What's one thing that you'd like to see more of, one thing that you'd like to see less of um, after what you've seen for the first four? Uh, honestly, I'd like to see more of the Golden Knights playing in the offensive zone. I, I think that there have been pockets within the game where the Golden Knights have, have spent some time in their own zone, and while it's largely been to the outside for the most part, uh, you just expend a ton of energy when you're when you're defending and defending for long periods of time that when you get the puck, you've got to make those decisions. Do I try to extend the shift to look for offense? Do I dump it in and just seed possession of the puck? I want to see more offensive zone time for the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, and then the thing that I want to see less of is I'd love to see this team not track back for pucks on the power play. Like, one thing that, that I think is frustrating on the power play, when you look at the talent the Golden Knights have, when they're spending 25, 30, 40 seconds just trying to enter the zone on the man advantage, it takes away all the momentum. And I think the Golden Knights have, when they've set up, they've moved pucks well. But I want to Explain see, that a little bit for me because I'm having trouble following here. I want to see less chasing and entering the zone on the power play and more time set up in the offensive zone. So you think they have to be cleaner on their entries? No, I think they need to keep pucks in the offensive zone. Oh. I think they need to oh, keep okay. possession of the puck in the offensive zone All right. when on the power play. I think they spend way too much time allowing pucks to exit the zone, and then they spend too much time trying to re-enter. Now, I'm glad that I asked that question because yeah. I was going down a totally different path. And yeah. I would have trouble following you there. But yeah, yeah, the, their power play didn't have a lot of control last night. Mm-hmm. They... They weren't totally sharp in any area last night. No. Exits, entries, power play, uh, defending. Uh, it, it was a struggle all night long. Boy, there was there was some hard minutes though last night. And how about if you're if you're the four players who didn't kill any penalties during that second period? Mm-hmm. That must have been a lonely existence for likes of Marshall and Kessel and hard, Theodore. Hard to stay in a rhythm. Yeah. Yeah. Cotter. Yeah. Just sitting there. I know. It's, it's almost like the penalties took them out of the rhythm a little no, bit. No, but but those players are sitting there for I know. I, 10, I, 10. No, Theodore, right with you. Theodore played over 20 minutes, yeah. which is extraordinary. Yeah. Given they didn't kill any. Wow. You, so you. Make you, up for lost time there. No, but do you not find that it, it's, wild it that is, they, yeah. he can be yeah. 22 minutes? Right. And didn't kill any of the nine minutes that they were shorthanded in the in the second period. Well, yeah. To be fair, they also had eight minutes of power play time, full eight mm-hmm. minutes of power play time. So I would imagine that a lot of that is largely on the on the power play. But yeah, I, I, listen, it, the the way that special teams broke for the Golden Knights yesterday, it did not lend to a cohesive game whatsoever. And, and that's not to say that they were playing a cohesive game in the first period. I don't think that they were, um, but. 
that that string of six in a row was just. I've never seen it before. Level. Yeah, neither have I. Neither have I. Not not like that. Uh, preseason games. I've forgotten more preseason games that I'll ever remember. I'm sure there's been some situations I like remember, that. I Do remember, remember Colorado. There was the the game that we played earlier this year, the, the preseason Colorado game, penalties. where they had eight eight minor penalties, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, but not all in a row. No, 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 no. Not no. like that. No. Like six six penalties in one period, mm-hmm. and all uh, basically in succession, and none of them overlapping. Mm-hmm. Where it's a five on three, it, it was bizarre in that sense. I want to get to the head coach and get a couple of clips uh, for you on his reaction to last night, and we'll start with just the game takeaways. I think what happened is we started the game on time, which was good. Uh, found the back of the net. I thought we were playing the right way for the most part. Um, had a few breakdowns, got saves. Fortunately. You know, once the goal came back, you know, it turned into a penalty kill scrimmage for us from about eight o'clock till nine o'clock, and I think eventually that's going to take some people out of the game that don't penalty kill, and it's going to wear down some of your D-men. So uh, they were able to execute and get back in the game on that. Um, I'm just disappointed we didn't have enough in the third to reset. Um, we're right there, an opportunity to take points out of this building. It's not an easy place to win. Um, I don't think we did enough in terms of net front battles in front of either net. I think that's where they were better than us in the long run. They were harder in front of their net, harder in front of our net. And uh, as a result, we're able to win. Yeah, the backland goal, right? Mm-hmm. was right in front of that, and he pokes it in. You had the goal that was disallowed uh, right in front of the net. Uh, they were able to bang it home. Uh, here is another uh, offering from Bruce Cassidy. This is clip three, talking about the test. Well, I don't think we passed the test. I'll, I'll, let's put it that way. They... they, they you know, we didn't get cheated. They, they, they won. They were they were better in the end over the course of 60 minutes. There's po- always pockets of good parts of your game, and there's other parts you need to fix. Um, we had our opportunity in the power play in the in the third. We were able to, you know, generate a couple, and and that's where your skill guys got to come through for in a game like this where they're they were quiet. Uh, it didn't happen, and they were able to again win the net front battle on the last goal, and and, um, and there you have it. So I think there's a lot of things we'll need to do better. Uh, if we expect to beat teams like Calgary, but we have time, and uh, you know we'll work on it. Get two in the first period, you're off and running, and do not be able to add to it. That that was a, a hindrance for them last night. Sure, yeah, it, it was, and you know I, I think again for the Golden Knights, like you you want to regroup, you want to go into that second period, and and implement something, and you just never got a chance to do it. Um, and then there, there just weren't really good quality opportunities for the Golden Knights the rest of the game. Like, I don't remember one massive save from Jacob Markstrom in the second period or third period. There, there really weren't any. The, the best opportunity was Riley Smith off the crossbar, and you, you'd like that to go in. You'd like your power play to kind of bail you out in that spot. It just didn't happen. Uh, the, the penalties were interesting in how they were called or how they were committed. It wasn't in a scrum where you're undisciplined and you take an extra shot at somebody and, boy, you, you, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. It was Will Carey stepping up in the neutral zone a little bit late on that hit. It was an aggressive play a little bit late. Uh, William Carlson making a hit in the sideboards a little bit late on that hit. Is that fatigue? It might be. Mm-hmm. Or frustration? It might be. Uh, Martinez behind the net. Trying to make a play. His stick gets almost caught in the boards more than anything. 
it results in a in a in a tripping minor. So they they weren't penalties where you can go you you can't be doing that. They they were they were trying penalties. They were aggressive penalties, mm-hmm. but they were still penalties. Yeah, I mean I, I don't see any issue with any of no. the penalties. I I would have liked and the only nitpicky thing I'm going to say is I would have liked Blake Coleman to go off with Zach Whitecloud. Uh, it was a it was a face wash from Coleman when they came together in the boards. Zach didn't do anything terribly different from what Blake mm-hmm. did to start that off, but you retaliate in that moment, you're usually going to be the one that goes. I would have liked to have seen both of those guys go off for the roughing, for matching roughing minors, but outside of that, I'm not going to sit here and be like, well, they didn't earn the penalties. They certainly did. Like William Carlson, that hit, oh boy. Never the numbers. Seen, yeah, some yeah, the numbers. I haven't seen that from William Carlson. But I, I liked it. I, I don't mind it. I, I not I part I of six like in it. a row. I don't like it in that context. Like, yeah, I'd love to see William Carlson a little bit more physical, a little bit more engaged that way. Uh, but certainly not when everything's going against you when it comes to getting penalties. Like, slow up a little bit. Winnipeg tomorrow night for the Vegas goal tonight. So first go around with the Jets. They're here another week and a half, too. So it's kind of a strange one. We'll see what the Jets are this year. They face Colorado tonight. Oh, it looked like things were going to go Vegas's favor because early on in that string of six straight minor penalties, Calgary scores and Vegas challenges for goalie interference. When you saw it and then a couple of replays, did you think that Bruce Cassidy was going to challenge? Initially, I didn't think he was going to challenge. Okay. Then when he did challenge... Uh-huh. What was your percentage of successfully challenging that play? I was like 10%, maybe. Mm-hmm. I didn't think that it was going to be a successful challenge because I feel like you can make the argument that if Nazem Kadri just isn't there, you just eliminate him from where he was in that spot, that there wasn't going to be a reasonable play that Logan Thompson would be able to make on the puck. Like, I don't view that as Nazem Kadri preventing Logan Thompson from making a play on the puck. I feel like Thompson's positioning had him out of the play regardless of where where Kadri was. So I expected that to be upheld. I expected that to be a good goal. Yeah, good challenge. Yeah. And the way it works, uh, it comes from the video room, and yeah. then the coach has the ultimate say on whether uh, he, he gets guidance. Sure. We think we, think we should challenge. We mm-hmm. think we got something here. Uh, goalie interference. But the coach has to make different than offside. Uh, the coach has to make that that gut call on the challenge, and Bruce did last night. I thought it was going to be overturned, and the reason I did is because Kadri went in without any help yeah. into the crease. Uh, the stick was involved into Logan Thompson, and Logan Thompson was, was prevented from reaching across in any fashion from getting in front of that puck. And we all know that goaltenders can put an arm or throw a stick over, and there's the potential for the save. But if you can't make any move across and the player is in there on his own, that's what made me think that uh, that it was going to be reversed and mm-hmm. it was a good challenge. Very Gutsy call, though. Sure. Because it could have turned into another penalty, <laughs> which 
was moot. <laughs> like they on still that had sub- to kill that the, penalty off. Yeah, uh, at the time it was like, oh, well, so it ends up. So they they get out and, seven in a period. Let's yeah. go. Uh, it, it was it was kind of weird how how it ended up. Um, but that was that was my cut, and part of that is I've been able to spend a lot of time in the Situation Room mm-hmm. uh, uh, with the National Hockey League, and I'll know a little bit about uh, how they look at things and how they they sequence it uh, in in breaking it down. But still, it was it was a gutsy call. How like how confident were you? Probably seventy five. Yeah, but that's. That's on the low end sure. for me. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm usually pretty good at, at grasping those things. <laughs> that one was. That one was up for debate. Yeah, I, I agree with the call. I thought it should have been called back, but actually being able to predict, I was probably seventy five twenty five uh, on it. That was like ten ninety the other way. Yeah. Uh, good on them for for being able to, to to pull it off. Now you get Winnipeg tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. You get Colorado on Saturday, and Toronto on Monday. Not the easiest run when you factor in that you start the week for the against the Calgary Flames. So you got two division winners in this: mm-hmm. the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Winnipeg Jets with high expectations. Yeah, I mean it's it's going to be an interesting one to, tomorrow with Winnipeg. I know that you are uh, a little higher on Winnipeg than I am. Um, Will you learn more about Vegas this week than any other week? Because after this, you'll be kind of into the season. You'll be into a flow, and maybe one week won't be as uh, influential on you as as any other week. I think any time you have a larger sample size, you you have kind of a greater idea of what the team is. I think the the level of competition this week is stronger top to bottom than it was in week number one. And, you know, you look at the Golden Knights and you have these expectations going into the season. They should beat Chicago. They should beat Seattle. The game that I think you, you kind of were up in the air on was L.A. You, the L.A. Kings were a playoff team last year. It's great that the Golden Knights were able to get the win in that game. You've got Calgary, you've got Winnipeg, you've got Toronto, you've got Colorado. Like These are measuring stick games, regardless of how subpar Toronto's been to start the year. Like There's still a lot of players that can put the puck in the back of the net. And for a Golden Knights team that is going to put a, a large emphasis on defense this year, you have to prove as a team that you can shut down the Mitch Marners and the Austin Matthews and the Kale McCars and the Nathan McKinnon. So in, in the context of that, it's a big week for how the Golden Knights defend against elite offensive talent. Get back on the horse tomorrow, the winning track, and then you've got Colorado on Saturday, and we've got a couple of tickets to give away for the Colorado game. 702-876-1340. I'm going to go with caller number 13 for tomorrow night. Two tickets available to you. Look at how fast those phone lines light up. Got to love it. Chapman thinks they've got speed dial. Nobody has speed dial anymore. No, what what do they call it where you just have it saved on your phone? Is that it? You just have it saved? It's not speed dial or anything? Favorites. Favorites. Okay. Yeah. That works. That's better. That may, that's better than speed dial. But that means somebody's sitting there with favorites open. Well, that's okay. That's what we and want. We, we want, want that. them awesome. to have our yes. number favorited. Yeah. I, ju- I just think it's impressive. 702-876-1340. Caller number 13. You're going to Saturday's game. Between Vegas and Colorado, one-timers, news and notes from around the National Hockey League coming up on Fox Sports Las Vegas. 
Maybe a two-on-one. Petrangelo gets it. He shoots. He scores. It's time for one-timers. One-timers. Short-handed goal. Alex Petrangelo. Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day on the VGK Insider Show. Gabriel Landeskog expected to be out three months, maybe four, for the Colorado Avalanche. Had arthroscopic knee surgery. Started bugging him in training camp. Remember, he was banged up last year. So they took images, looked at it again, decided to have surgery, had it in Minneapolis, and he's going to be out for a little bit. Hasn't played yet, but uh, should be back for the Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, That is going to hurt the defending Stanley Cup champions. The Toronto Maple Leafs Mm -hmm. lost to Arizona the other night. Yeah, they did. the head coach got to be feeling a little bit of pressure. You would think. And he's a passionate guy, too. Uh-huh. Well, everybody's feeling pressure in Toronto. The general manager doesn't have a contract after this year. Uh, but Sheldon Keefe mm-hmm. said after the game, our best people have not found their rhythm. The difference between us and Arizona is we have elite players. Our elite players didn't play like elite players. Couldn't make a difference. Mm-hmm. So in that sense of the game, it was going to be close. Well, that was taken right from Sheldon Keefe, and everybody ran down the hall to the other players. Okay. said, what do you think of this? What do you think of this? Uh, well, Sheldon uh, talked today and said, uh, I used the wrong words to try to describe what I was trying to describe, mm-hmm. which was that the difference in that game, we weren't able to produce, okay. whether it was uh, the power play or five on five. The real difference with all the puck time we had was by no means anything towards our skilled players. I wanted to make sure that uh, they knew where I was coming from. Does, does that make a difference? To the players, do you think? I mean, certainly it it, it has to, right? Because I, I don't see the need to clarify a very obvious statement of what went wrong in the game. So, do you think he should have clarified it? No, I don't think he should have right. clarified. I don't think he needed. To, I don't think he owed his players anything. They were not the better team against Arizona. And, and, like, they almost got there. They almost pulled it off. Like, Toronto almost played about seven and a half minutes of good hockey and almost won a game. But you didn't get enough out of Austin Matthews. You didn't get enough out of Mitch Marner. You didn't get enough out of William Nylander or John Tavares. There's nothing wrong with what Sheldon Keefe said. Nothing. You heard what Bruce Cassidy said last night. Skill guys. I, I, like, it I was, did. It was good. Yeah. I like what Sheldon said, too. Still guys got to score. Yeah. Go. Uh, Mitch Marner said, uh, I talked to him today, meaning Sheldon. Uh-huh. He explained what he meant to say and how it came out and everything like that. I'll leave it to that. We have closed doors here for a reason, and we have talks about you guys for a reason. Now it's become like this media thing. Sure. I love it. And Austin Matthews was not bothered by the remarks. Austin's like, what? He said, he, what? What, what, did he, what did he say? I have no idea what you guys are talking about. I mean, listen. <laughs> Austin got to see firsthand just how good the team he's going to be joining is. So Two years. I know. Do you think that really happens? I don't know. They'll have the money to pay him. I think it does. I. But I, I also said that the day he signed and he was up. You're like, okay, on walking, free agency walking here. right to free agency? Yeah. That's an Arizona Coyote if I've ever seen one. Aaron Eckblad placed in long-term injury reserve by the Florida Panthers with a lower body injury. Mm-hmm. It's a groin. He has to miss uh, 24 days or 10 games. Mm-hmm. He They play 11 games in the next 24 days. So he's going to be out uh, for a while. And there's nothing saying that he's going to be back inside twenty four, like when 24 days are up. 
Bill Zito had an interesting comment. He's the general manager. Not happy about it. Obviously, we're concerned about him as a person first. But then he adds, but I mean, he'll be back. It's not a season-ending thing. Well, that's we good. have every reason to believe that he'll be back at 100%. Yeah. Those are, that's a mixed message if I ever heard one. Sure. If you're going to miss Aaron Eckblad with the talent they have for 24 days, you can get through that with your Florida Panthers. Well, yeah, so yeah. I think it's going to be longer than yeah. 24 days. To me, it feels like Aaron Eckblad's going to miss probably twice the number of games you're you're kind of initially anticipating that he would need to miss for LTIR. Um, and like the Florida Panthers don't have the best back end. Like they've got some players, but you really needed Aaron Eckblad to be your stalwart all year long. Um, you could probably use a Mackenzie Weger, but you don't have that player anymore. Uh, it's going to be real interesting for the Florida Panthers. Well, they, to they made that choice. I, I'm with you. I don't think it was the right choice, but hey, they made it. Florida Panthers are up 2-1 on the unbeaten Philadelphia Flyers right now. I know. They're a juggernaut. Carter for Hagee with the goal. Uh, how they managed to beat Tampa Bay last night, I don't know. <laughs> but they did. Carter Hart was good. Hey, uh, salary cap. Darren. Remember we were talking about the salary cap of about three weeks ago? We were. And yeah. it was going to be a couple of years, but then teams are going to have all this money. Mm -hmm. Next year is going to bump up maybe a little bit the next year, mm -hmm. and then they're going to go up by five and four and a half. They might be going up by four million next year. Nice. That's from the Board of Governors meetings uh, that happened uh, this week in New York. They believe that escrow, which uh, the players owe the National Hockey League owners in that 50-50 split, mm -hmm. hockey league-related revenue. I'm not yep. going to get too far into it, but the players basically owe the owners some money. They think that that debt will be paid off by the end of this year. And if it is, the salary cap could go up four to five million dollars next year. Nice. It's gone up a million in the last couple. Sure. Yeah. And that million was treated like a billion dollars. Yep. Yep. It's it, I mean, it would be great if the if you know, I'm looking at this from only a Golden Knights angle, but like you get a healthy Robin Leonard back, and based on how things shake out, you might be able to add without subtracting anything. That would be awesome. There's a lot of teams that are right up against the salary cap that could use an extra $4 million. Minnesota Wild come front of mind for me because you're talking cool. about massive, massive dead cap space on their on their payroll next year. Minnesota's probably out there trying to drum up hockey-related revenue for the league oh, yeah. all on their yeah. own. They, they better knock it out of the park with the reverse retros. That's all I can say. Trying to make that happen. <laughs> Salary cap right now is $82.5 million. Yeah. Could go up to 87, yeah. 86 yeah. next year. We'll, we'll see where it goes. There's a lot of agents who structured deals this summer expecting it to go up in two years yep. and three years. Yep. This throws that out of whack. Because then some of that money could be tied up mm -hmm. by teams, and those players coming through with their contracts and availability might be left out again. Ooh, that would be bad. Connor Brown, uh, out long-term for the Washington Capitals. Uh, that's disappointing. He's a speedster. Mm -hmm. He's a he's a fun player. I did, I, 
you guys like to make fun of the Ottawa Senators every now and then. What are you uh, talking about? Well, you, you do. I picked listen, Ottawa listen to, to make Giggles the over there. What are you listen, talking about? Listen to Giggles over there. Oh, uh, revisionist history is what that is. Ottawa. They were talking about one of the best atmospheres Don't you that they've ever on the played with. Now. You told me that I had oceanfront property in Nevada to buy because I like the Ottawa Senators. Because well, you thought they were going to make the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, they're not making the playoffs. How, do I, how am I making fun of Ottawa when I believe in them? Makes no sense, Darren. I think you were sarcastic. There was no sarcasm. <laughs> uh, Jets against the Golden Knights tomorrow night. Coming off a game against Colorado tonight. Mm-hmm. I can't figure out the National Hockey League right now. Neither can I. Jets lead the Avalanche to nothing. Nothing makes sense. No. Is that a good thing for Winnipeg? Or is that well positioning for Colorado? That the score is 2 nothing in the first period for the Jets. I mean, it's not like the Jets are Vancouver, so it's probably a good thing for Winnipeg. I don't know. There was a bunch of multi-goal leads last night. Like six of them last night. Sure. Okay. Six teams had multi-goal leads. Yeah. There's only and one the game. Team the game. Interesting. In and all those games list. came back and were tied. Yeah. Not not every team blew the multi-goal lead. Just got to talk about the one. That's all I care about here. But Vegas had a multi-goal lead. Yeah. They didn't blow four of them. So you guys doubted me on that. I said, "Don't don't what, think that they're again? that they're right. home and cooled on that multi goal yeah. lead." Well, should have known better. Good you should have. The players only meeting did a whole lot, huh? Yeah. Well, well, well there was the fragility. They, they've tried everything with this. <laughs> being mad. Four, four games into the season, we have tried everything. They they tried being mad after the first one. They were encouraging after the second one. Very fragile. What was me after the third one? Mm-hmm. And I don't know where they, they go from here. But it's never happened before no. where a team's blown four straight multi goal leads. Yeah. To start the year. To start the year. Yeah, it's never happened. It's NHL history. The wrong kind of NHL history. Is that. Change your opinion on Vancouver? Kinda. Yeah, yeah I don't. And and here's here's the the frustrating part for me is our buddy Bruce Boudreau. Mm-hmm. He's at 599 wins. Right. He's been like he's this had course? it. They, yeah. They've been taping up the puck and I writing six hundredth win four straight times, and they can't I mean, do it. Silver lining, Darren. At least they got a point. Yes. I, I said that last night. They're, they've lost their fourth uh, straight, and Darren Alley said, well, technically they're 0-3-1. and That is very sunny side <laughs> up on behalf of uh, Darren Elliott. Reverse retro. Yay. You can't say Vegas, but the uh, second edition of the reverse retro sweaters mm-hmm. are to be unveiled, revealed tomorrow. Okay. Which team are you looking for the most not named Vegas? Because Vegas is going to have the best because I've seen them, and it's going to be awesome. And I'm not just saying that because I work for them, because they're truly out of this world. So it, it's hard for me. Um, which one's going to be the best? Which Ooh. one are you looking forward to the most? And you can be a fan about this. You can say you're L.A. Kings yeah, from your childhood. Not, it's not L.A. Why do oh, you I forgot you hate your childhood. That? Yeah, I know. I, yeah. I do, for sure. Um, 
That got dark. That was weird. I know. I don't know what's what's going on. Where did that come from? You got to share that with us. Talk it out, man. Let's go. Patrick Waugh pisses me off every day. <laughs> 1993. What do you want? Me, what do you want me to do? Marty that had, that had nothing ridiculous. to do with Patrick Waugh. Okay, well, that was Marty. Had something to do with Patrick uh, Waugh. Was, it was that, mostly Marty. I, I yeah. don't, 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 no, don't even want to do it. I've talked um, to Marty about that. He yeah. still claims that somebody measured a stick on the bench and or snuck okay. into their locker room. Okay, yeah. Uh, but I'm not sure. going to tell him he's wrong. Because he's a big should. man. No, no, no. I think you no, should. Because he's a big man. I think I think I want to see a moment where you walk up. To he's Marty the kind of guy. And tell him that he's, he's wrong. the kind of guy yeah. that could grab your that. shirt, yeah. and hold you up like in a cartoon, and your feet would just be dangling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get it. Uh, okay, so a couple things. Um, now you've done all I, the research. You've been I, scrolling around like crazy. So can you confirm or deny the thing that I showed you? Because you you paused I'm not, for a long. I'm time. not confirming or denying any of the questions that, that you have on really the, the Golden Knights Reverse Retro, um, other than okay. It's spectacular. Which one? <laughs> keep saying that. Um, I'm a big Anaheim Ducks jersey guy. I've always been. It, I know it's weird because I was a Kings fan for the longest time, but I love the old school Anaheim Ducks jerseys. And from what I've seen as far as potential mock-ups, some leaks, whatever, it seems like that jersey might be one that really speaks to me. Not going to be the color scheme I want it to be, but it might be really. Is it the good. Paul Korea jersey, or is it something totally different? It's, it's that jersey with their current color scheme. Huh. So like, not a big fan. I just I like the logo. It's awesome. It's great, <laughs> one of the greatest logos in hockey. Um, so, I don't Anaheim. really care. I don't really care about the Montreal Canadiens jersey. Like, baby blue. All right. It's always interesting to see what original six teams do. <laughs> Most of them just don't care. Like I think Toronto because they've got history. They, I think, they I think can, Toronto's just wearing a, a white no, jersey. But original six teams can they can lean on their history. Unlike mm-hmm. Seattle, according to Chapman, yeah. that, that's going to come out see, with just a, a plain white sweater uh, because see, they have no history. <laughs> Seattle is going to be interesting to me. Like I'm I'm all in on the Sharks. Like California Golden Seals. I, I know I already said it, but let's go. That's awesome. Phenomenal stuff. I am curious to see what the Kings do, but. You know, more so because I just want the Kings to rebrand. I've also heard that St. Louis is going to go pretty bold on their color scheme. And if that's the case, I think the St. Louis Blues might have like a sneaky good one tomorrow. Hmm. A team that has the biggest challenge to well, it, Adidas did this. So mm-hmm. it's really Adidas coming up with the ideas, not the mm-hmm. teams themselves. Mm-hmm. But Minnesota was spectacular last time. See what, uh, what they do. Those are your uh, one-timers for this Wednesday, October. No, no, no. On Fox Sports Las Vegas. We have tickets to give away. Two more sets of tickets, or one more set of tickets, two more tickets, uh, to the Saturday night game between Vegas and Colorado. 702. Look at, they're lighting up already. 702-876-1340. I don't even know why I give the number, other than it's habit. (laughs) Caller number. Do you want me to give you one? 16. Wow. Caller number 16. On Fox Sports Las Vegas, catching up with Chapman next. When the guy wouldn't stop talking, we had no choice but to give him his own segment. It's time for catching up with Chapman. Oh, Christopher. Hi, Darren. Why? Why what? Just start talking. Well, I like the oh, Christopher thing. Oh. So today, uh, I don't. I don't generally like to talk about Manchester United a lot because I I, I can't stand them, but. Cristiano Ronaldo is is obviously a big, big star. I think even if you're not really a big soccer fan, you probably know the name Cristiano Ronaldo. So what's he do? 
He's a soccer player. Got it. So he he plays for Manchester United. They won today two to nothing. However, Cristiano Ronaldo was on the bench for that game. He did not play. And with about two minutes to go in the game, he got up and headed back to the locker room. Cristiano Ronaldo. Were they winning or losing? They they won two to nothing. So but he didn't partake in the he, post-game celebration. No, but he left before the game was over, and his coach still had multiple substitutions he could have made. With two minutes to go. With two minutes to go. Okay, I I think we're going to give him a pass on this one. Uh, well, his coach isn't giving him a pass, and nor oh. should he. So It's two minutes. If you didn't yeah, put but, him in they were before that, and they were why winning. Didn't they, why, isn't he good? Why didn't he play? Well, he, he's, he's on the outs with the club. And he was frustrated because he didn't play. So I am going to make a prediction here. Oh, that chappy prediction in January when the transfer window opens, Cristiano Ronaldo will be sold, and he will be playing in MLS next year, and he will be playing for Inter Miami. Why Inter Miami? Well, they're owned. Or did you just ask yourself your own question? No, I'm so Inter Miami. Hey Chris, how's owned, Chris doing? Yeah, Chris is doing good. Inter Miami, owned by David Beckham, former teammate of Cristiano Ronaldo at both Manchester United and Real Madrid, and their coach is Phil Neville, another former Manchester United player. So, You're just saying names. Oh, no. Well, well, I'm I'm giving out a reason why. So the owner is a former teammate. The coach is a former teammate. This is teammate, like so. Penguins create a player from Sidney Crosby's <laughs> heyday. You're just, you're just Teddy saying Bluger. names. Teddy Bluger. What is happening? <laughs> but, yeah, my prediction, Cristiano Ronaldo will be playing in Major League Soccer next season. and He'll be playing with Miami. No, he won't be. We'll see. Tony? Is that like a big draw? It would be. Oh, yeah, it would be. Yeah. yeah, it totally would yeah, be. I don't know. I don't make bets here. with you because I no, know you won't pay no, up. He's not coming over now. He's going to stay over. They don't. They don't want bit. him on the team. No, but they can. He can go. They'll sell him somewhere else. They could have sold him this summer. Nobody wanted him. Nobody was interested. It's not like trades. No, He's, no. no you you different. buy players. Yeah. What is that? Yeah. Weird. It's very complicated. I don't yeah. get it. That's why I don't watch soccer. You, you know what? Football, Chapman can whatever. explain it to you. Just. Stay for another 45 minutes after the show. <laughs> no, no. And I'm he'll good. do a little they have, PowerPoint they have presentation. They transfer fees. That's all you got to know. If one, if a big club wants I, I, someone actually else, they buy them. actually wasn't me for him to explain it to you. It's, I was making a joke by that. It's his segment. He can do I whatever he wants. Simple. How much longer do we have in your segment? 15 seconds. Oh, how I'm are you going to fill it? I'm done. It's all you now. You no, can say goodbye. What are you going to do? Tell everybody we'll talk to them tomorrow. Segment. Reverse retro reveal tomorrow. Mark Trifley defense. so good. Can't wait for the text in the morning.